How many nipples do you have? Let me just do a quick tally. One, two. Okay. Carry the two, carry the one, and I'm going to go with two. Two. Okay. All right. So that's all right. Is that the answer? I mean, is that is that okay? Uh, yeah. I mean, they say that you know that a third nipple is a sign of <laughs> like fierce sexuality and and not being rivaled by your opponents and <laughs> stuff like that. But I mean, and- if you just have two. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, work with what the Lord gave you is, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah that's that's a shame. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, um, the man gonna, with the golden... take over here? The man with the golden gun. Yeah. <laughs> or yep. the man with <laughs> the trifecta nipple situation. The man with the 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 birthmark worth mentioning. Yep. <laughs> and listen, was listen, it, I don't... Sorry, was it worth mentioning? Like, was uh, it really... Was it? I don't know if it was worth writing into a script. I don't think at all. You know, and I don't mean to. You know what? If you're out there and you have a third nipple, no, for sure, or a fourth, or a fifth. Hey, that's fine. Or a six. If you have six nipples, you might be a cat. Sure, uh, but it does seem like a very random plot point to make such a big deal out of. Yeah. Anyways, welcome to mm-hmm. another episode of the Movie Men. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am Brady. I'm Pete. Yeah. That's... We continue our James Bond series. This we do. being the 10th episode of- The 10th friggin' James Bond movie to be made. Which, yeah, which we're, we're still it, not even halfway. If you include the non-Eon films. Which we are. No, we're like, we're just over a third of the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's scary. Time to ramp it up, boy. Ramp, <laughs> yeah. I right. sounded like Leghorn Foghorn there from Looney Tunes. I'll say now, I'll say, boy. Ramp it up. Time to ramp it up and watch them uh, <laughs> them there James okay. Bond films, boy. Okay, this is not on topic for this specific Bond film, but it's been a while since we've had the Sean Connery voice, so when it's applicable, when you think it's comic- comedically appropriate, <sighs> bring it back at strategic points in this episode. I'm not trying to put- man. I've- I thought about it. I thought about I'm, it in the end of the last episode. I'm not trying to put the pressure on you, but we're all counting on you, okay? All right. Because I don't have a Roger Moore voice. That's just, you know. And even if you did, like, I'd be like. Nobody cares. Okay. Sure. Uh, nobody's, I don't think there's a voice I could do where a passerby could be like, holy shit, is that Roger Moore? <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> that is crisp, man. That, that is just is... like him. <laughs> You must be his descendant or something, dude. Yeah, no, I, yeah. it's nope. it's not iconic enough. Not even a little bit. No. Mm-hmm. Um, but so let's get into it. Yeah, if you haven't uh, if you haven't caught up uh, or listened to any of our other 007, Seppin, our 007, mm-hmm. uh films reviews, words are hard, aren't they? They are. Um, Don't let them beat yeah. you. Yeah then this won't make any sense to you because we've got like a whole scale, a whole system. Mm-hmm. Basically what we're doing is we're going through all of the 007 films mm-hmm. and we're ranking them with a, a, a system that has eight different categories in it. And then we tally it all up and we divide it by eight so that we can get the average. And then we add it to our spreadsheet with all the other James Bond uh scores 
in a, in an attempt to essentially find the quintessential James Bond film. Mm. If you which, if you could only eat yeah. one chocolate bar, which one? Which 007 film would it be? And so far it's slim pickings, but so far. Mm. So far I think it's I think so far I think we both agree uh with Goldfinger. Yes. Yeah. Uh yep. did I have I think I had one that tied well, Diamonds I, Are Forever tied for me. Diamonds sure. Are Forever and Goldfinger both hold a 6.4, which is the highest scale, score I've given one yep. yet. Yep. So, uh, yeah, so let's dive into our categories. Plot is our first uh, category. Mm-hmm. What'd you think? I gave it a seven. Wow. I really liked the fact that this was not, there wasn't, some big elaborate setup that we had to try to understand. This is just a dude who's a shitty dude who <laughs> wants to kill double O. It's just an assassination. Mm-hmm. And James Bond is like, you know, everyone's like, "Well, you gotta, you gotta run and hide because nobody knows what this guy looks like." And <laughs> right, yeah. And he's gonna kill you, and we can't put you on any of our cases because you're gonna f that up when the guy shows up <laughs> and kills you. Sure. Um, and Bond is like, you know. Well, not if I go. I can't see. I can't do it now. Oh. I can't do it. Um, he's basically well. Not if I go and kill him first, right? M. And so, um, good words to live by. Yeah. And so I liked it. I, I the plot was great. And then there's a twist. There's a twist that this case uh, or mission kind of ties into the one that he was already working, anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, I was never confused by this plot. I was sure. never. There was never a moment where I was like, wait, what is going on? Or in all mm. the other films, I've had to stop and think to myself, yep. okay, this this is where he is now, but why? Why was going here and visiting this person the next logical step? Am I supposed to know who this person is or why he's doing this? Or is this just a poor segue into the next plot point? Whereas in this, I never had that. Mm. Yep. That's fair. right. It just it made sense to me the whole time. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah. Yes. So I gave I just, it a seven. I diverged a bit from me here. I gave it a three out of ten. I mean, wow. Just from, from the get go, just a yeah. bit. You just diverged a bit. Just a tear. Just a touch. Um, I in the opening shot, I'm like, who's this dude with a third nipple? I agree. It, the plot was relatively following, like easy to follow. There was one point where I was worried it was going to delve into the territory of we have to Google what's happening. There was just kind of a boring discussion in a submarine with, uh, you know, Q and M, but it really was pretty on the up and up. Um, I just felt it was way too long and I was doing some reading online and, you know, there's that weird karate kid martial arts scene sequence partway through the film. And I'm like, you know what, like, why, like, what are we doing here? And apparently martial arts genre at that time was just popular and it felt like it was just awkwardly inserted just to like appeal and like entice the audience. But, um, I, you know, I, I just felt it was a little too long, a little too drawn out. Uh, sure. we, we end up with sex on a boat, but it gets interrupted and somehow M knows how to call that yacht's phone number. I was a little confused, but um, ultimately, yeah, I gave it well, a three. So, so, so is Bond. In that moment, yeah. <laughs> when the phone the phone arose, ascended. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll talk about that in a in a category coming up here. Cool. Uh, uh, one thing, Killer Pad by uh, the villain in this film, very very cool. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely, hundred mm. percent. 
Yeah. Uh, Betrayal of Bond. Mm-hmm. I gave this a six, which is a little bit down from the portrayal that I gave um, in the last one. Sure. I think I gave him a seven before. Um, it just felt, I don't know, I, I didn't have an issue with Roger Moore as Bond this time. Okay. Um, it just felt kind of like he was phoning it in a little bit. Like he, mm. I, I, I don't know, there was <laughs> okay. something right. where I didn't get that like, yeah, this is the James Bond. This mm. is this is the man that um this this is a man who's worth putting out a hit on. This is a man worth wanting to assassinate. Mm. I just didn't get that. So I gave it a, a 6 out of 10. Cool. This one were pretty similar. I gave it a 5. So that's that is just a hair off the, in all seriousness, just a hair. Um I I I felt like he just got super rough when he started questioning Andrea Anders, like a little too rough, maybe. Um, I thought it was funny that Bond got shut down for literally 30 seconds by Goodnight. Like she was just like having none of it. And then like literally 30 seconds later, she shows up and she changes her mind. And there's this awkward three-way pillow talk trick going on. Um, And, you know, juggling women... And juggling multiple women isn't new for Bond, but just multiple women in the same room. That was a I, new that, that scene alone was just kind of interesting just for the dynamics of what was going on. But I gave it a 5 yeah. out of 10. Just kind of okay. average. Yeah. Uh, villain. So we have uh, Christopher Lee, Friggin who Christopher is an Lee. actor I love. Uh, who, so who that doesn't? was not that was quite a surprise when he showed up. And I actually didn't even recognize him in the opening scene. No. Because um, he's just that young. So it wasn't until yeah. the the opening, during the Bond song, um, that I saw his name. And I was like, what? Who the hell is Christopher Lee playing? And then I was yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. He's, yeah, yeah. He's Mr. S- Scaramander? Scaramanga. Scaramanga. I kept wanting to say Salamander. Saruman. Yeah. Uh, so I gave him a six. Sure. Um, I thought that he was classy yep. as a as a Bond villain. Um, I thought that he was somewhat menacing. I mean, sure. that, but that's just Christopher Lee. Oh, yeah. Um, he was very swanky in the way that he shoots the the top off the the champagne bottle. Mm. Um, the thing that I think lowered it for me is that he's a total friggin' idiot though, because as he's like, he's, he's monologuing with Bond, you know, unveiling his master plan and Bond is like, well, and this is the way this technology works. And the guy's like, I don't know, could be. <laughs> and, and Bond's yeah. like, well, I imagine with that, you, you know, you're reaching temperatures of this, that, and the other thing. And he goes, uh, yeah, I, I, I guess so. <laughs> And Bond says, uh, you know, and then, of course, this will be the next logical thing to happen. And with that, you could do this. And he goes, <laughs> look, James Bond, you, you know a lot more about this than I do. I'm just going to get rich off of this. And it's like, wait, yeah. like, you don't even know. He just seemed too detached. Um, he, he knew nothing about his own evil scheme. Like, Yeah, he didn't know. He didn't know. He just knew that it was going to work yeah. uh, and it not like, how or why. And it was that, like you're. 
IT guy is off for the weekend and you're wondering like what what part do you have in your actual own scheme like did you just yeah. micro like did you hire someone did you contract that out to do your scheme like do you not know anything yeah so that in and of itself <laughs> uh I think is like if you're if you're if you're going to pull off a scheme this big and you don't know really any of the details of it it's doomed to fail if you have it is to so doomed. you're putting too much trust and faith in systems in, minions how are you supposed to troubleshoot when problems happen if you don't have any idea what's happening yeah freaking stupid son yeah i thought that was i gave it a six i thought that that is really a funny component that when i was watching it i kind of just raised my eyebrow i'm like what what do you do here like what what is happening how are you like why aren't you like like, just the assistant in this whole operation like you you should answer to someone you shouldn't be the people answer to and you know what? He was great up until that point. Up yeah, until that point, he was like, sure. yeah, okay, this is the man in charge. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, no, wait, this is the janitor to the man in charge. <laughs> He's just overheard some shit and he thinks he knows how it works. Right. He wikipedia some astrophysics and he, he knows a couple terms, but he doesn't know how to connect the dots, so to speak. This is literally the guy with a beer gut and the shorts that are too short who is talking <laughs> to the cable guy while he's having his cable installed and is pretending to know like he knows how the cable thing works. And the cable guy's got no interest in talking to him. He just wants to set this up and go get some pita pit or some some Manchu walk for lunch. But, you know, but the father's like, oh, yeah, so that's uh, that's the fiber. Is that the fiber there? Uh, no, the... sir, you're, we're not we're not we're not installing fiber today. Oh, OK, because uh, uh, Patrick Wilson down the street. I don't know why I went with Patrick Wilson, but, you know, uh, Jim, Jim Johnson down the street there. He you know, I'm pretty sure he got the fiber. No, sir, that that was likely his Internet. Oh, OK. So um, yeah, now when I, I'm going to install my VCR later and I got the red cord here. We got yeah, the I got the red cord. cord. Yeah, 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 for sure. And I got to, you know, I could have gotten this. I knew a guy who had a deal, but I figured this was probably the better way to go. Like, shut up, dude. Shut <laughs> that up. is so what he, Christopher Lee did in this film, like to a T. If you're not, if you haven't seen it recently, that's exactly what happened. And it's Doesn't also, it's. On. I feel like that analogy is is hits home for everyone because everyone's dad has friggin' oh, done that yeah. at some point. It's yeah. not always the cable guy. It could be the mechanic. Sure. It could be your school teacher. <laughs> yes. It could be you know. Yeah, yep. I could have been a mechanic, but I decided to work at Seven Eleven instead. Like you know. Sure. Or, yeah. Just mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, so, anyways, I give the villain a six. Cool. I was pretty close. I gave it a seven. I just thought Christopher Lee was too good of an actor and otherwise played it well to give anything lower. The third nipple being the identifying factor for him was a bit that we're going with, I guess, for this, the creative team that made this. I don't know. Um, One thing I got weird vibes from, he has, he's the man with the golden gun and he has kind of a woman that he is associated with named Andrea. There was a scene where like he went up to her and like rubbed his golden gun all over her. And I just was so weirded out by that. I was like, Christopher Lee, what are you doing? Like, what are you, we doing? You just Why? don't understand because you don't have a golden gun. No, I don't think anyone understands, even those listeners with a golden gun. Um, I, there was so such a line that he had that was so boss that he didn't even know it was boss it aged really well he, he said take mr bond to school and i was like dope that yeah. aged so well we still that say that well. well i mean yeah. i say it 
I say it. Um, yeah. I also conceptually thought it was interesting, and this is in a serious note, and this is why I gave it a high score, giving Bond an adversary that was in a lot of ways his mirror opposite. So they have the same profession, the same actions, they both kill people, but you could argue morally they'd have different motivations to a degree. And I just thought it was cool. Yeah, you have the one on one side who's for quote-unquote king and country and the other who's just a murderer for murderer's sake and i just thought it was interesting that hey we actually have something that's a little bit more deep and less superficial plot wise here i only kill people who my government tells me to kill and the people (laughs) i kill are killers themselves right that was a cool line Mm -hmm. yeah yeah. okay seven out of ten cool uh gadgets Mm. i gave this a six um there were two Two things stood out for me. Uh, one is obviously in and of itself the golden gun. Sure, it's a pretty cool gadget. Uh, Maybe. Oh yeah, yeah. And, okay. And, and yep. it's 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 hideability. You know, that's that's exactly what you want. Is this thing that kind of screws together everyday items. You know, that's to me that is the gadget. A gadget is an everyday item that has a hidden purpose. Sure. Yep. Uh, so that fair. was cool. And also, honestly, I so you've well, you've got the car that has the wings attached to it and it becomes a plane. Yep. Uh, and then, honestly, as as out of the blue as it felt, mm-hmm. I really loved the phone ascending at the end oh, when Bond wow. was while well, they were kissing on the bed. Because sure. to me, that just felt like um, it felt very like an MI6, like a British intelligence kind of thing, right? That you would have this. Sure. Um, even Bond even Bond doesn't know all the details. And, you know, there's always another mission around the corner. And um, do you know what I mean? Like it just, it, yeah, it, yeah. it gave me, it gave me like Inspector Gadget, this, mm. this, this message will self-destruct kind of vibes. Mm. Um, just without a woman in his arms. Yeah. Like Inspector yeah. Gadget. Inspector Gadget never got the girl. <laughs> no. Yeah. Cool. Uh, I took a hard left on this one from where you are. I gave it a one out of 10. Wow. Yeah. I just wasn't picking up anything. I'm, I'm re, I would maybe reevaluate what you said based on the golden gun. That's fair. It was a nifty gadget. But to me, it was just Q was here, but he'd had no gadget, real gadget drop off. So that was kind of a yeah. letdown. And to me, that you you mentioned it as a positive. For me, I was just not having it at all. Saruman's bullcrap car plane. I was just so not there. I I was not impressed at all. I thought it was garbage, and I gave it a one out of ten as a result. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. That's uh, that's interesting. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, fights in action. Hmm. I gave this a seven. I thought that much yep. like the previous Roger Moore, James Bond, um, I think he's either he's a better fighter or the choreograph has has the choreography, sorry, mm. um, has been upped. Um, and and I just I'm believing the gunfights more than I've ever believed the gunfights. Sure. I'm believing the hand to hand combat more than I've ever believed it. Um, and it just it's it's. I'm feeling more and more excited without really knowing why mm. or how. Sure. I'm feeling more excited by the action sequences. Um, Ooh, so that yeah. number keeps has, has risen and is sort of, you know, consistently at a seven for me right now. Hmm. Cool. I 
took a hard left again. I gave it a three out of 10. Wow. I think um, we're going to score very differently at the end of this. I think so. I gave my first note on the action se- sequence here is cue the belly dancing. And I feel like it's become a staple of every James Bond film. Like it's not that, a James true. Bond film until there's someone belly dancing. I There's a scene where Bond goes to one of the belly dancers dressing rooms. And I felt like there was a 23 minute sequence of three men ambushing him here. And it just felt so long and, you know, it was kind of clunky and he's using hairspray to kind of get his way out of this. And I was like, come on, right? I don't know. Do it just remember, felt a little... Do you remember when I was gone, long. speaking of like belly dancers and James Bond films and stuff, do you remember uh, last summer when I was I was away for a week? Sure. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't going to tell you this. I'm in No Time to Die. Um <laughs> Spoiler alert. You don't see you... my face, but you do see a lot of midriff. <laughs> You're belly dancer number 12. Yeah. In the film. Yeah, they um, didn't even have me wax or anything, so it's like... Hey, they can crop pro- that it's, out. It's progressive, is, yeah, is what okay. I'll say. Yeah. All right. Yeah, but just some of these fight scenes I thought were just a little too long and drawn out, and just I wasn't really intrigued by them. There was especially one where he's fighting with sumo sumo wrestlers and he gives them a wedgie. And I just thought it was so ridiculous. Like, I'm, this is James Bond, not what some plastic. What else are you going to do? I don't know. Do something suave and just something impressive and just get your James Bond, not one of the Hardy boys. Like, come on, just do something cool. I think wedgies are coming back. I don't, I hope not. Um, the one thing I will say is pretty baller is when he did have that kind of... Uh, I guess he was bowing to his adversary and he kicked him in the face while bowing. I thought that was yes. Bonkers. So that was, yeah. that was pretty cool. But ultimately a three out of 10. A three. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so this is where things get, the next two categories are very interesting for me. Sure. Because it's a deviation from my u- the usual tune that I sing. Oh. Uh, for Bond Girl. Yep. I gave it a seven. Whoa, what? Uh, I... I don't think it quite surpasses, but I'm willing to say that I think this Bond girl is on the same level as Honey Rider. Now, I'm so intrigued. Like, on what grounds? Like, I'm so curious where you're... Strong, independent, uh, attitude. um, And just to clarify, are you you talking about Andrea or Goodnight? I'm talking about Goodnight. Yeah, okay, okay. Um, consistently shoots Bond down. She does, but in one case... Eventually gives in. Yeah, but like that one time it was like literally 30 seconds. Like he, she said no, and then she's like, just kidding. Yeah, but, but, but then they still didn't end up like, I, I don't know. I just, I, I bought it and, and I, I, you know, even, so she kept shooting him down and then when she did give in, it kept not working. Mm. Um, right for one reason or another, they they didn't actually hook up sure. uh, until the very end. Was um, there some significance? Like she references, like, "Hey, we they've known each other for two years, or they met up two years ago." We've never seen her before. Have I we? don't think we've seen her before. No, I okay. think that was just you know one of Bond's many adventures. Sure. Um, that, but yeah. yeah, no, I just good night was. I don't know. Was it, it just something about her was everything I was looking for in a Bond girl. Sure. 
And so I gave her a seven because yep. there's there's a lot of Bond girls to come. Yep. And so I didn't want to I don't I didn't want to hop into eight territory. Sure. Um. Yep. But seven, I was very content and pleasantly surprised. Felt like felt like I had gotten a a Bond girl like I didn't think I was going to get again. Yep. That's fair. You know, I may have been open to a seven, but I veered to the left again, and I gave it a three out of ten, and I'll tell you why. I may Wait, have been open. You ca- when you said you may have been open to a seven, I was thinking, but I gave it a six. I <laughs> I may have been open to a seven, however, I gave it a three. What? Let, I'm, what I'm trying to, let me let me not put a number on it. I may have been open to a higher respectable number. But I ended up on a lower number. Let me just say that. Because I felt bad for Goodnight. And I, f- I thought the actor was good who portrayed her. Even if just if we're imaginarily just saying she's in existence, this character is a real th- person. And just I'm blaming the writers, I guess is what I'm saying. Because I could have bought everything you just said about her. And I said, you know what? I'll give her a rating above five. But. It just, I felt bad for her character and the actor portraying her because the last third of the film around there, she's just running around in a bikini. So I felt bad that they were literally just kind of stooping to that kind of level. And that really put the cherry on the cake. What I thought was just comical and kind of sad was her biggest contribution to the climax of the film at the end was her in a bikini accidentally sitting on the most important plot advancing switch and like literally her butt hitting the switch that kind of pushed things forward. And though that just made me go, have we not progressed? Like we sure I'm buying what you're saying. It could have been a higher number kind of into the honey rider territory, but then we just D like, we just sank so low in that last third of the film that I'm like, we've lost any respectability for this character through the way we've written this, this sequence of events here. And it just, it got a three. I'm sorry. Okay. I mean, I, I very respectfully disagree. Which is fine. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, supporting characters. Mm. Another category I've not been impressed with (sighs) in the past. (laughs) No. I gave this a seven. What? <laughs> With the exception of the bullshit Texas Ranger sheriff that I did not like. <laughs> why was, is he the returning that character? Was so cruddy. If he why shows up he again, come back? please. Yeah. Oh no. my god. Uh, but I loved. I I. I think the reason why, like, the only supporting characters that I'm thinking of here are Q and M. Hmm. Um. But just the frequency at which they're in this film, mm. the heaviness of their uh, their appearances, mm-hmm. um, the fact that they keep showing up, the interaction between, like I love Q's line when Bond's talking about the flying car, the car that sprouts wings, um, and Q's like, and so then the car just sprouted wings, 007. And Q's like, mm-hmm. actually, that's quite possible. We're working on <laughs> yeah, one ourselves. Yep. And, Q, and M is like, shut up, Q. Like, you know, <laughs> just those... Those yeah. interactions were all fun, True. and I just felt like for once there were characters on the screen who I enjoyed seeing as much as uh, who I enjoyed seeing interact with Bond. Um, yeah, m- more than I have in the past. I always love Q and Bond's interactions, 
Mm. Um, but but it's usually so brief. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's just so much more of it this time that it landed a seven for me. Fair enough. Fair enough. You know, I, I'm picking up a pattern with this. I gave it a three out of 10. You're absolutely right. Q was phenomenal. But the fact that they didn't give Q or M or just someone of more substance more screen time in this film, and we wasted far too much time with the resurgence of this racist redneck sheriff from the previous film on this tourist boat, I was just, that sunk the score for me. And Incredibly it was just, racist, Sheriff. Incredibly racist. Cherry on the cake. His wife wants to buy a model, like a wood-carved elephant or something. And he's like, J- J- J.W., do you want this uh, this elephant? He's like, no, nah, I'm not wanting a democratic elephant in my house. Yeah. Uh, it, it sunk yeah. the score for me. So uh, he he alone drew, dropped that down to a three. Because you're right. Okay. The interaction between Q and M was fun. Mm-hmm. Cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bond The final song. category, Bond yes. Song. I give BS, this a six. BS for short, BS. Yeah, BS, the BS. BS. I give this a six. Um, really? It was okay. Uh, and so it, can you just it, give me some context? What did you give Live and Let Die? Do you remember? I think I gave Live and Let Die an eight. I think that sounds right. Or a nine. It was somewhere I think in I gave range. it a nine. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I gave it a nine. I didn't want to give it a 10 because, right. you know, but yep. I gave it a nine. Uh, I gave this a six. Um, I thought it was better than average. Mm-hmm. Uh, it definitely felt like a Bond song. It had that hmm. kind of espionage sway mm-hmm. to it. Um, but it wasn't, It it's not, Live and Let Die is still stuck in my head. Oh, yeah. Um, the Man with the Golden Gun is not. Not even a little bit. Not even a little bit. I yep. I couldn't hum it for you right now. I remember liking it. Mm-hmm. I remember th- th- liking the opening sequence, like the sure. the graphics and what they were. You know, mm-hmm. um, l- a little surprised that we had silhouettes of of naked women. That was kind of a yeah. You know, a deviation from the the tried and true. <laughs> right. Uh, but uh, no. I you know I remember thinking, oh, this is good. This is good. Mm-hmm. I enjoy this. Um but super easily forgettable. Yes, I, uh, so, I couldn't... So just a six. I don't even remember it. I, I I I forget its tune. I gave it a two out of 10. I think I was just still on the um, hangover, not even hangover, I was still on the euphoria of live and let die that I was looking forward to. I'm like, hey, we're going next with this Bond song and it just fell flat it oh sure, as a direct comparison, it's a zero. It didn't didn't resonate. It was just I I think I threw up a little bit in my mouth. I just wasn't picking up the vibe, the flow, the montage, the lyrics. None of it in my mind were good. I mean, and I threw I was up just... in my mouth, but that's just part of my movie watching ritual. So I, d- <laughs> I didn't attribute that to. <laughs> I I literally wrote down here. Thank goodness it's over. Two out of ten. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you have a a, a special category. Hmm. One-liners, which don't influence my overall score. It's just kind of for fun and giggles. Um, One I already said when Saruman said, take Mr. Bond to school. I literally thought that was so badass. That was great. It aged so well. The other one where I think it was James Bond made a reference. It was like a pun on the third nipple. And he said, he must have found me quite titillating. 
Yeah, that was that was a little <laughs> on the nose. Yeah. So some interesting quotes to say the least. Oh, you're mi- you're missing my favorite one. Which one? What? Which one? Oh, at the end, I really okay. liked when uh, again. I mean, this moment just soured you so much that maybe mm. you, you checked yep. out entirely. But he's <laughs> he's he's making out with Goodnight. Yeah. Uh, on the bed, and the mm-hmm. phone comes up out of the the thing, and okay. he stops kissing her, and she's like, "What? What is it? Bon- what is it, James?" And he goes, "Something came up." And I was like, uh, like I, I don't know. I really, really liked that because I was like, that's that's a line that I would like to think I would say. Mm, fair enough. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, my catchphrase for this film, third nips aplenty, when will this madness end? Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, normally, I would go first here. I would like you to mm-hmm. go first in telling me your, um, your final score. Sure. Out of 10... I gave it a 3.37. So 3.37 out of 10. Is that your lowest? Let me take a quick peek. I don't think... Ooh. No. It is Thunderball not. is lower? Thunderball? Thunderball, I don't know. I, I question... The, these these rankings are super subjective. I don't trust them. Thunderball got higher, but I still think Thunderball was, was way worse. See, but I no, I do trust it because I think what we need to understand is that we're not looking for your favorite 007 film. We're mm. looking for the quintessential. If if aliens come to the planet <laughs> yeah. and we need to, it, with one film, show them and educate them on what 007 is, <laughs> that's the film we're looking for. Which I feel is a reasonable assumption to have when with Alien Life. Like, I feel like that's probably the communication technique we'd use. I don't know why For, else they would come. If forget not to sounds, forget emotions, forget, you know, just actual basic fundamental human things. James Bond films would yeah. probably be the mode of communication. I, I think if they're looking for information, they'll probably, they'll probably probe us anally and then, um, and then they'll want to know about rapey Englishmen. I think is hmm. probably what will happen. Agree to disagree. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. Uh, uh, I, yeah, I didn't give it a good score. What okay. did you give it out of ten? Um. So. So the the, the bottom the bottom the the worst film that I have scored mm. is Thunderball. Yep. That was that was a, uh, was a four point six. Yeah, it wasn't good. The highest film that I have, there's a tie between Goldfinger and uh, Diamonds Are Forever with a 6.4. Ooh, okay. The Man with the Golden Gun. Sure. Gets a 6.5. <laughs> wow. Replacing the other two films. Wow. And so as it stands, 10 films yep. in, Yep. I don't know if it was my favorite viewing experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was up there. I, if, sure. if someone said, "I think this was your favorite," I I couldn't I couldn't argue. Yep. Um, but it's definitely, according to my scale, it mm. is definitely currently the of the first ten Bond films. It is the quintessential quintessential watch. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. I wasn't I'm, expecting that. I was not either. I feel like but, it's one of the 
more known names of a Bond film. So I'm yeah. I'm at peace with this being a high scoring film for you. So am I. Yeah. yeah. And 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 you know what? And I look at a six point five. I look at it beating out at all the others, and I think, yeah, I'm cool with that. I I, I don't think that that's. I don't think that something has gone horribly wrong with the system in in saying that. Mm-hmm. And anything with Christopher Lee, I'm at peace with being being a solid score. Yes. Yeah, 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 uh, for sure. So I'm going to wrap this up here with Please my do. usual question for you. But before I get to that, apparently I was doing some reading and I'm not sure to what degree. This is just what it said, so I'm not sure if it was truly jeopardizing the future of the franchise or if it was just kind of kind of put it on warnings or red flags but it was still a profitable film but it's the fourth lowest grossing in the series and it had pretty modest returns compared to the previous one which was live and let die which was pretty pretty lucrative apparently and so just because it was kind of a stinker in comparison to live and let die apparently to some degree anyway, place the continuation of the franchise in jeopardy. Wow. Appar- apparently. Okay. So, yeah. Um, my standing question to you is, where do you think this film ranks of all the films on the tomato meter? Hmm. And I usually okay, start it off. S- top yeah, third, I'm... middle, bottom third. Uh, top third being... One Being in the ten. 20s or the... Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, one uh, to 10... I'm going to say middle third. Okay. It's it's not. It's in the bottom, like, 20 bottom. plus. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what's available in that still? Um, the 1960s Casino Royale is number 20. No, screw 20. it. I'm going to go with 23. Number 23. <laughs> that was, like, super decisive super quickly. Well, 23 is my favorite number. And so is I'm it like, actually? if I have, yeah. So I'm like, why? What's it, like, cause it's, I, for two reasons. One, it's my birthday. And two oh, yeah, is, yeah, yeah. uh, because of the movie, the number 23 with Jim Carrey in it. I don't love the movie, but I love the numerology behind the number 23. Huh. Um, so I'm like, if I have to, yeah. So I'm like, screw it. If I have to guess in the twenties, I'm going to go with 23. That, you know, I feel like if there's ever a time to go with your gut, that's the time you have some pretty emotionally significant reasons to do so and if not now when right exactly so how did i do you nailed it it was 23 really that's yeah. amazing yeah. i swear i swear to god i didn't look that up i was just like you know what <laughs> i was like it so far it's my favorite bond film and that's my right. favorite number it's it it has to it has to we be. we need to go out and get some lottery tickets and throw some 23s on there yeah yeah let's do it um mm-hmm. i can i say i'm a little disappointed that it scored so low. For reference, no. it was forty three percent on the tomato re- meter. Tomato okay. meter. That's yeah. that's not good. Um, no. No, no, no. I was going to say I'm disappointed. You used to also ask me about who you you used to ask me about the the opening gunshot sequence, mm. the gun barrel sequence, and mm. you don't do that anymore. Uh, yeah, I only but, did it because it was kind of leading up to there was I think it was Thunderball. There was only one that I knew that it was actually, in that case, it was uh, Sean Connery who was playing Bond that I knew it was him. The right. rest of the time, it was stunt double. So from, okay. well, from my knowledge- is, This one is definitely Roger Moore. Is it? I, I, yeah. I couldn't discern. I don't know. I, <laughs> I, I don't know either. But it's different. It's a different gun barrel sequence. Like this one and the last one are the same gun barrel sequence, but it's different from the Sean Connery ones. Oh so, yeah, for sure. 
For sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, thank you for listening to this episode. My name is Sean. (laughs) Well. No, I'm just kidding. My name is Bond. James Bond. JB. JB. My name is my name is JB. If you haven't done so already, please like, follow, subscribe on the links below to all our various social media platforms. You know what? And if you if you have clicked like, click mm-hmm. unlike, and then click like again. <laughs> Let us know it's, you're listening. It's gratifying. It's, yeah, it no, is. I, we're doing you a favor. Yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Check out our pages. Give us a follow, and you can vote on future episodes on what movies we review. And you can check out our Patreon page below if you feel like helping us keep the lights on and uh, pay some of the bills, cover some costs. And, uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks.